What is up, y'all? You are checking out the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Ant, and I am joined by my friends here. Introduce yourselves. Uh, hey, guys. It's the Kentucky Nightmare, the Dusty Cup champion, Dusty. And I'll be two-time du- a Dusty Cup champion, I guarantee you. Oh, wow. <laughs> my bad. I guess second city Saint Nick heel to face, ready to go for AEW Revolution. That's Ooh, right. Second city. Second city Saint. And yeah, Nick also has his own channel. It's a heel to face. It's just heel to face Nick, right? Yes, sir. And that's on all platforms and YouTube as well, right? YouTube, Spotify, and Anchor. I'm going to try to get more of my podcasts up on YouTube as soon as I can. But for now, Spotify and Anchor is the best spot for them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Check that out, too. It's a good companion. Thank Definitely. you much. Um, all right. So you are checking out our Revolution recap it's been a while but you know what it's okay we're here we're ready to do it for you guys not like that um life happens it is an uncensored pro it is uncensored but i don't think uh us talking about doing it is is that what we're talking about here (laughs) nick totally missed that that's totally okay (laughs) okay so anyway <laughs> you guys have no fucking clue what's going on and it's crazy. <laughs> so um yes we are checking our AEW revolution 2022 recap and thank you for listening to us the uncensored pro wrestling podcast is available wherever podcasts are streaming and that includes anchor spotify google Podcasts, apple music Amazon podcast, Amazon music. I'm sorry. I mix up all the time. I always mix up Amazon and Apple. Apple podcast and Amazon music uh, and YouTube. So we'll get more into that after our little advertisement in the middle, but just a little introduction to us. So let's jump right into everything that happened. We started out with our buy-in and revolution was taking place in it was Orlando, Florida, correct? Am I? Yep. Yes. Universal Studios. Wow, dude. I feel like I'm back watching like TNA or something. Yeah, like, dude. Uh, if you've seen BTE at all from the Revolution Week, they had uh, the Young Bucks were outside the studio talking about their time in TNA, and that's where they used to record and shit like yeah. that. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. And I think I, I could be, no, because. WCW is at MGM in Disney World, so that's different. Okay, where am I? Not in the <laughs> right place. So geography's hard. Yeah. Uh, also, we gave our predictions. If you check out our prediction video, that's in the archive. So look for that if you didn't check it out. But uh, someone will be a winner here tonight, and we will reveal that as we go. But the first match in the buy-in was Chris Statlander versus legit Layla Hirsch. And I gotta tell you guys, I kind of have a weird attraction with Layla Hirsch. I don't know what it is. Uh, <laughs> great match though, man. Dude, oh, yeah. it was a fucking great match. I agree. Yeah. Like I thought that this like I I kind of had sort of like a good feeling about this one. Mm-hmm. But it even like exceeded those expectations because they fucking 
boom like it it wasn't like so much of a spot fest but like everything that they did could have been a spot because it was just so good yeah and they made everything look so good and snug too like i remember when we were we were texting during the show and i remember in that match man chris statlander hit a slam so hard on Layla hirsch i thought she was gonna go through the mat i, I loved it <laughs> dude that that was that was a big Fucking and even the moonsault that she did, like I wasn't expecting that. I, I see her normally on the fucking ground, and I'm like, damn, all right, Layla, you ain't yeah. playing tonight. The fucking Ukrainian, by the way, this is gonna be fucked up. Layla Hirsch already <laughs> said she doesn't support it, but listen, man, she was treating Chris Stadler like she was a fucking Ukrainian house. God forgive me. Um, so. <laughs> 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 It's uncensored, uncorked, unplugged, whatever. Anyways, so and let's go over what happened. And uncancelable, apparently. That's right. Fuck your <laughs> culture. You know what? You should just start saying the opening from the old Monday Night Raw, like beginning of the shows. They used to do like the uncooked, uncut uncensored it's raw <laughs> that's right dude that's where i got it from totally oh i see i got you they, they're like uncooked uncorked uncensored but i fucked and they could up never get I, it right either it shit was hilarious and the thing is like i fucked up because i said uncensored as the first word so i couldn't so i just kind of like made it up as i went but totally same thought process there but on to the match. I feel like I'm like fucking Jerry the King Waller over here just fucking talking about puppies while there's a real match going on. Um, so to start off, Layla attacks Chris Statley and her can weigh at her. She nails a drop kick and, she, and so she drop kicks Chris's arm into the steps outside the ring. They punch away at each other. Chris hits a blue thunder bomb and gets a two count. And then Layla kicks Chris's elbow and nails a step up Hurricane Rana, which again, I was surprised to see her doing all these high flying moves. I've never really seen a lot of her wrestling before, so I don't know if she's done it before, but um, I was surprised to see it. So then Layla nails a German, she gets a two count, and then she applies her cross arm breaker. Chris Statlander drops Layla face first off the top rope to the mat, but then Layla nails Chris with a turn in the turnbuckle post, hits a moonsault press, and she gets the win. Didn't she nail that friggin' drop off the top rope too, Nick? I think I'm, like, leaving that out there. What was that? I'm sorry? She ends it with the, um, it was, it was, it wasn't like, a, was it a glam slam off the top? It was kind of like a modified glam, right? Or did she end it with the, um, lion salt? I think it was the, I'm not sure, actually, now that I think about it. I think it was the, uh, uh, no, no, I think he was right about the line. So I was okay, good. I always doubt I myself think so. when I write it. I like, think so, at least. I don't know. I might be wrong. <laughs> well, so, um, we're gonna go over thoughts, but we all for that match, well, except for me and Nick. So, Dusty, you got 10 points with that match because you thought Layla was gonna win. Nick and I both thought that Chris Statlinger was going to win. So, Dusty, I'll throw it to you. What did you think of the match? If you have anything? You uh, well, you will usually with the dark matches, I'm like on and off, on, on, on and off. So, I don't really watch the matches fully. But what I saw from it, 
I gotta give props to both Chris Statlander, one of my favorite uh, females on the AEW roster, as well as uh, Layla. They did great. They did really well for just a dark match. I thought this match was better, in my, in my opinion, than both of the female mat, uh, matches on the main part of the show, like, honestly. Okay, yeah, it was... I thought it was a good... I, I do agree, like, out of the women's matches, I thought this one was the best one. Nick, what about you? What, was, what were your thoughts on it? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good way to open up the show, and I think it was a surprisingly good match. Couldn't, nothing against them. I just... The, the story leading up to it didn't really have me super interested but you know the match itself was really good and i think that helped both of these two get over a little bit so not the way i would have had it play out especially because you know what happened later on in the next couple of days and weeks following with layla hirsch but yep. decent match and honestly good for her to get a nice pay-per-view win yeah and i also was a little confused because i thought she would have fought red velvet but um fought Chris, but i guess they had to finish their rivalry as well all right, mm-hmm. cool. So next up, um, Kenny Omega's music comes on, and it's actually Don Callis. He comes out, and he blames all of the fans for Kenny Omega not being in the arena tonight. He says it's going to be a great night for the elite. The Young Bucks and Adam Cole will win tonight. And if Kenny Omega was here, he'd win the title in the main event. And uh, Don Callis says that he is confident that Adam Cole will become the new AEW champion. So Don Callis messing with us. I'm just waiting for uh uh oh that oh that he also says he also says that Adam Cole will be a great transitional champion until Kenny Omega comes back. So I was thinking Kenny Omega was gonna come back. I didn't think he was gonna come back. I did hear his music. I was like, oh shit, maybe. But uh nothing really special here. What do you guys think about Don Callis? Anything to say? I guess. Okay. Yeah. Nah, All right. Nah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next, uh, we have QT Marshall with the factory taking on Hook. And this is a pretty, not quick, but it was a pretty fast match. Hook pretty much had control of QT to start. Hook nails a suplex on the outside of the ring, a Northern Light suplex in the ring, gets out. And then Hook applies the red rum, and QT Marshall taps out. Nick, what did you think of this one? Oh, before you go, uh, we all got 10 points for that. So Nick and I have 10, and Dusty, you have 20 points right now. So, Nick, what did you think? I think it was perfect. I think UT Marshall, Marshall, however the hell you pronounce it, was great at selling everything for Hook in this match. Hook looked like an absolute beast, and he just needed to keep piling on the wins. And this is a good spot for him. He didn't need to be on the pay-per-view, but I think this is a good way to get him started. I'm just really excited to see where Hook goes. Yeah, he definitely looks badass. Hook, I like Hook, man. He's cool. Uh, Dustin, yeah. what do you think? Dude, okay. So, you guys know I'm a huge Hook fan. Uh, I thought this was probably one of Hook's best matches. And it's not just because QT was selling good. But Hook had to sell more than usual amount of moves mm-hmm. because he was getting hit by suplexes. He was tossed to the outside. And I loved the finish and the homage to his uh, father where QT tried to do the corner jump and Hook stepped back to catch him in the red rum. I thought it was, I thought everything about it was beautiful. Yeah, it was fake. That was great, man. I loved that finish too. 
Oh yeah. It always reminds me of like his dad, and I'm like, yes, I'm like <laughs> seven years old again, singing the Taz Mission. Um, but the thing is, he's like the thing is he he you you can tell he's doing stuff like his dad, but at the same time he's doing different things yeah. like arm drags, yep. like flipping into arm drags, stuff like that, all that different stuff, and like the head butts, the corner like punching stuff. Yeah. And, like, dude, his, like, suplexes and judo throws, his form on those is incredible. Yeah. They look nasty. Yeah. I think he's, well, obviously, he's super over it. In my opinion, I mean, way more. I mean, not yet. We want to say he's way over than Taz. Because when Taz started out, like, he was the end-all, be-all in ECW. But it seems like right now he's probably going to be over more over than his dad was. Uh, so, we'll see. Survive if I let you. Um, all right, so this next match, I'm not gonna lie to you guys, I watched, but I didn't take notes, I was kind of like just enjoying it, so I don't have many notes on how like that like, happened and like what is like ended up during the match. But the House of Black did defeat that triangle and Eric Redbeard. I do know it was a fucking hell of a match because I was really into it. Oh man. It was just nonstop, just action. I re- just remember like fucking them all just flying in the fucking air. It was great seeing Buddy Matthews fight. Um, I think this was his first match in AEW. I think yeah. I think it was, yeah, because he just debuted with Malachi a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I was uh-huh. here. Uh, so for this one, we all got our predictions right because the house of black did win so dusty has 30 points we have 20 so why don't you guys if you guys want to like talk about what happened or like if you guys want to say anything just take the floor yeah i mean i I think a big part of the match that i remember the most was seeing uh eric redbeard or rowan whoever however you want to remember him or know him by uh, him and Brody King had some brutal face-offs, some great elbows, great big men battle. Thought that was great. I think uh, Buddy and Penta's face-off was really good. A lot of really just decent one-on-one stuff in this match before everything broke down and gets absolutely crazy. So that, I just remember a lot of like you said, fast-paced action, a lot of hard-hitting shit, a lot of stuff happening really fast, and it was a really good match for being on the pre-show. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, Dan, uh, Dusty, hi. Hi, hi. I'm your champion. You got to remember my name. Yeah, anyways, yeah, there you go. One uh, trick, Tony. Go ahead. <laughs> One trick. Okay. Uh, personally, I thought that. Okay, again, I, I. Okay, so with this match, it was one of the matches I did. I'm sad that I didn't watch a bunch of it, but I did see all of Buddy's parts. I have to say, Buddy looked as good as always and you know i've been watching his matches and stuff on the indies indie mm-hmm. guy <laughs> but uh i watched his stuff and i'm just saying it was like if, if you didn't watch his stuff on the indies after he left uh wwe as murphy then you would be like oh my god he's still he's like he's doing all all this stuff that he didn't do like back on wwe like uh main roster stuff wise like with 205 live he did all of this and then like a bit more so i can't wait to see if he does as much or more than what he did on 205 but if he doesn't i wouldn't mind because on the indies he didn't really do as much or more as what he did on 205 
as he did. Uh, yeah, but main roster wise, better than main roster than his main roster shit. Because on the main roster, all he did was get just beat up by a kendo stick and Mysterios. So it's just really nice to see him like do something, especially because this match was again really remarkable match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I remember a lot of his uh, matches on 205, like you were saying, and like his, he had a lot of really good stuff with like Ali and Cedric Alexander and a lot of guys like that. But like you said, it's minimized to 205 Live. He does a lot of different stuff outside of that. And I seen his match with Okada, like I've said before, and it just really shown me how different he can be outside of that realm. So he's so good still, like you oh, were yeah. saying. Yes, sirs. All right, so that was your buy-in. So, I mean, if you didn't buy the pay-per-view after that, then you are an idiot. Uh, but we're, th- those of you who did buy the pay-per-view, we are now on to our first match on the card, Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho. I was really looking forward to this match. Some notes, Eddie nails a half-and-half half suplex to start. They chop each other, and then uh, Chris Jericho pokes Eddie Kingston's orbital bone and then Jericho exposes the turnbuckle. Jericho suplexes Eddie Kingston off the apron to the outside and then nails a spinning back fist to Eddie. Jericho lands a lion salt, gets a two count, and then Y2J applies the wall to Jericho, and Eddie gets to the ropes to break it up. Jericho pushes Aubrey Edwards, which, you know, damn well Aubrey wasn't playing. I think she pushed him back. And then Eddie nailed a – he nails two size. How do you say that? Asai, I don't know, whatever, Asai Suplex. Oh, Asai Suplex. Yeah, something. It's like a freaking Asian term. I can't pronounce. I'm sorry, everybody. And then a spinning back fist, and he gets a two count. And then Jericho lands a code breaker, gets another two count. He lands a second code breaker, still doesn't put away Eddie Kingston. Eddie nails a two spinning back fists, and then a stretch plum applied, and Jericho taps out. Lame um, submission, though. Yeah, it wasn't really great. I was surprised that Jericho tapped out, too, I will say. Um, but we'll go with Dusty. We'll start. Oh, before we go, we all are tied with 30 points because Nick and I thought that Eddie was going to win and Dust, uh, Dusty loved Jericho. Yeah. Yeah, so we're all uh, tied right now. So, uh, Dusty, what did you think of the match? I, again, I'm not a fan of Eddie Kingston or Jericho. I like Jer- Jericho more than Eddie. Actually, I hate Eddie. I'll say that. I hate him. He's one of my least favorite like re- uh, wrestlers. But you guys say this matchup wasn't bad. It was a hell of a match for, and again, like on the predictions thing, I, I was talking about all these reasons why I didn't like like Eddie King, uh, Kingston, especially because I'm an indie guy. So, you know, I should like him because he's an indie like re- uh, wrestler. But I do guys say this matchup kind of got me like, oh, maybe he's not like as bad as I think. I mean, I still don't like him, but like this match is a good match. Uh, I, I'm with you, and I'm surprised that uh, Jericho tapped out. Yeah. Too. Yeah. It was a, it was a big surprise, but like I think they did it well. And then the stuff that happened afterwards with the Jericho heel turn. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what did you think, Nick? I think Eddie Kingston showed out a lot in this match. Like uh, Dusty was saying, you know, he probably proved to a lot of people that he can be a lot better than what they think or what they see from him so far. 
I think Jericho was a big part of that, though. So we'll, we can we'll see if he can have the same caliber of matches with other people. But uh, I think Jericho was really decent in this. I think he's best as a heel, honestly. So him not shaking the hand and going on to this other stuff is great. But I think this can really catapult Eddie Kingston to doing something else because him losing to Punk and him losing to Danielson and him losing to all these guys, eventually no one's going to care. So he needed to get a big win. And this was the big one, according to Jericho. So I'm glad he got it. He got the big win. Yeah. Don't was, like the submission finish, though. I would have had him pin him clean. But I yeah. guess submission's just as good. <laughs> and uh, also, after the match, Eddie, you know, Jericho said that he would shake Eddie's hand if he loses, and Eddie extends his hand. Jericho doesn't shake his hand. Eddie does say, I respect you, Jericho. Shake my hand, and he just walks off. So we do know when it's leading up to it. We saw on Dynamite, Jericho turns on the inner circle. And uh, him 2.0, which are they're not going by the real names, but we'll talk about that dynamite and JK here. All attacking her circle members and Eddie Kingston. But yeah, I thought it was a great opening to the show. And I was expecting it not to be the opening match, but I thought it was good. It wasn't the best match. I know Jericho was saying that it might have been his greatest match in AEW. I thought it wasn't his greatest match, but I do think it was definitely. Fun. I think it was probably Kingston's greatest match so far, from from what I've seen. It was Eddie's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, moving right along. We now have the AEW Tag Team titles on the line in a triple threat match. The AEW Tag Team Champion Jurassic Express defending against the Young Bucks and Red Dragon. And some quick notes on this match. Red, Red Dragon nails a double kick to the Jungle Boy and then um, Jungle Boy takes out uh, what's uh, Matt Jackson with a drop kick, and then Luchasaurus chops everyone. Lucha goes for a choke slam on Nick Jackson, but Red Dragon pulls the Young Bucks away, and Jungle Boy lands a plancha on all the men outside of the ring. Nick Jackson lands a senton to Jungle Boy. Kyle O'Reilly lands a flying knee, Luchasaurus, and both teams attack Luchasaurus. Kyle O'Reilly goes to tagging the Young Bucks, but Kyle O'Reilly ends up tagging Bobby Fish. Jungle Boy clotheslines Kyle O'Reilly outside the ring, and the Young Bucks nail a bulldog drop pick combo to Jungle Boy. A lot of action here. Kyle O'Reilly and um, Matt Jackson push each other, and Kyle O'Reilly accidentally kicks Matt Jackson, which then leads to the chaos between the teams. Luchasaurus tags in and takes out both teams. Nick Jackson lands a springboard destroyer. Luchasaurus lands a double choke slam to the Young Bucks, and then a choke slam to Red Dragon. This is a cool moment. A springboard doomsday device to Matt Jackson by Jungle Boy or Jurassic Express, they both did it together. Red Dragon and Young Bucks fight one another, and then it ends up being a three-way clothesline. Red Dragon take control of Luchasaurus, but then Luchasaurus chokeslams Nick Jackson. Front chancery to Luchasaurus, a shooting star press to Kyle O'Reilly by Jungle Boy, but then Nick breaks up the pin. Kyle O'Reilly hits Jungle Boy with the title and gets a two count, and then Red Dragon hit a high-low. Luchasaurus brings up the count. Double super kick by the Young Bucks. And then a BTE trigger to Jungle Boy. 
Kyle Riley breaks it up, and the ending comes when Luchasaurus lands a planche outside, and then Jurassic Express lands a Jurassic Express. That's our finisher to Nick to retain the titles. I feel like I fucked too much here. Um, Big crazy match, though, so a lot of notes needed. Dude, <laughs> I didn't take any because it was too much, but yeah. Dude, so, so applause much. to you. Thank you, my man. I appreciate the, the appreciation there. I feel like I'm Chris Jericho. Um, <laughs> I did there. Um, so Nick and I both thought Red Dragon, the team, was going to win, but we both were wrong. So we're stuck at 30 points. Whereas Dusty, you thought Jurassic Express was going to win, and you now have 40 points. And I'll go to Nick with this one. Nick, what did you think about this match? Uh, I mean, I I liked it. Honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. I kind of walked away from the TV at this point from between three matches on the pre-show and then the Jericho Kingston match. I needed to step away, get something to eat, get something to drink. So I, I wasn't really glued to this match, I guess you could say. But yeah. I did see some of the crazy spots and I did see the uh, Doomsday device. I thought that was neat. I did see, uh, I know Kyle O'Reilly was just working his ass off in this match, man. He goes crazy in every single match he's in. It just, it's wild. Young Bucks looked great. You know, just, I was not expecting Jurassic Express to win considering Young Bucks and Red Dragon, but it seems like they have other stories going on with them. So it's all right with me, I guess. <laughs> okay. Okay. I respect it. Uh, how about you, Dusty? What do you think? I thought this was a really good match. Uh, really neat match. Uh, new Jurassic Express was going to win. And I'm not saying that because uh, the Young Bucks and Red Dragon suck. Red Dragon, great tag team. Young Bucks, best tag team. But I knew that with Jurassic Express, they're a really good team on AEW. They just got the belts like not so long ago. As well as Red Dragons and Young Bucks, like thing that uh, that they have going on with no i want baby no i want baby so you know it's kind of like it's just a whole thing i knew that the two teams would break out but i did like how instead of them just not like working together and just wait of uh, waiting for the breakout they actually work together to isolate like luchasaurus a lot which i like because luchasaurus is the big man who can do flips and stuff yeah, no, it's well. Also, what's funny about Luchasaurus? He used to be on Big Brother way back in the day. I dude, I remember that because uh, I was, I was, I mean, I wasn't watching it because you know, I don't watch Big Brother. Oh, I remember yeah. watching the series. Like after I found out that he was on there, I was like, "What? Yeah. No way!" I saw his face. I'm like, he looks familiar, and then I realized he was also on WWE at a time. Yeah, yeah, he was. He um. He always wanted to be a wrestler on Big Brother. He talked about it all the time. So it's kind of cool to see him doing it. But yeah, he's fucking crazy. Also, who doesn't like uh, dinosaurs? What little kid, boy or girl, whatever, when they were younger, even as a teenager, were like, dude, dinosaurs are fucking amazing. And the fact that he took that and he's like a huge guy who's pretending to be a dinosaur and he's doing flips and spin kicks and shit. I think pretty well. And I can't wait to see him, like, turn the hill if, if he ever does because a angry, dark, like, di- a dinosaur thing could be really well. 
Yeah, I, the kids at my like at my work are like fucking obsessed with dinosaurs, and they was gonna have a fucking dinosaur party. So I feel like just turning on Luchasaurus, like kids, shut up, watch. Um. All right, yeah, a good match. So moving on, next we have the face of the revolution ladder match: Christian Cage taking on Powerhouse. Powerhouse. I sound like fucking German. Powerhouse. Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, the FTW champion, Absolute Ricky Starks, Wardlow, Limitless Keith Lee, and Orange Cassidy. A lot of action. I'm not going to read every note that I have like I do with the Young Bucks. Sorry, guys, I didn't realize that there was a lot of notes there. So I'm just going to go over like the main points of like everything that happened. Um, pretty much, <clears throat> Christian Cage starts off sort of attacking everybody. Um, Keith Lee ends up attacking everyone too, nails a double uh, cross body, um, and then he nails it to Christian Cage and Ricky Starks. Keith Lee then sends Orange Cassidy into the wrestlers. Wardlow challenges Keith Lee, but then um, Powerhouse Hobbs takes them out with a ladder. Um, Orange Cassidy does the cool helicopter spin. Wardlow and Keith Lee pick up Orange Cassidy on the ladder and drop him. Uh, let's see. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs nails a delayed vertical suplex to Orange Cassidy. And then Christian Cage spears Powerhouse Hobbs onto a ladder. All the wrestlers fight on two separate ladders. Uh, Wardlow and Powerhouse Hobbs break a ladder. And then Wardlow chokes them, Hobbs and Keith Lee off the stage through a table. Ricky Starks climbs ladder, and then Dan Housen runs and launches a curse on Wardlow and Ricky Starks. Wardlow power bombs Christian Cage, and then he power bombs Ricky Starks off the ladder onto another ladder in the ring, and then Wardlow grabs the brass ring, sword, sword. Why am I saying sword? Like I'm fucking like I need to shut up tonight, guys. So Wardlow won that match, and. We all, well, I'm looking at our, our votes here. Uh, we, oh, you, Nick, you thought you were right. You said that Wardlow was going to win. So you get 40 points. And uh, Dusty has 40 points as well. And I have 30. So, Nick, I'll go to you. Uh, what, or actually, I'll start with Dusty. What did you think of um, the match? Uh, mid. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, the match was really impactful. I mean, it wasn't the best match of the night, but it also just wasn't the worst match of the night. Like, and again, for it being a ladder match with three like big got like bigger dudes, I think yeah. it went well. I mean, I the only thing I didn't need to see was a Dan Housen stunt. I mean, I get it. He's comedian. He's he's buddies with OC, but like, you know, it's just, I didn't feel like I needed to see that Dan Housen thing, but like, you know, I, I'm, I don't hate it. It's whatever, but Wardlow winning, that was a big shocker. And I can't wait to see the feud between him and just whoever. Yeah. I think, um, I'm into Dan Housen because I've never really seen him before really. So I think he's kind of like silly, but I agree, like, this match wasn't the greatest ladder match I've ever seen, but it, I feel like they do it a lot, so now your kind of expectations are kind of like, uh, but, uh, Nick, what did you think? 
I thought it was the, a good call having Wardlow win. Um, that, like you guys said, it was the best ladder match, but I think it was just because of the mix of uh, styles in this match, you know, with the three big guys, and then you have the three other kind of random-sized dudes. Um, big sp- The one spot that I did like in the match is how they took Keith Lee out with the big, like, collision off the stage, and they went through the crash pad and stuff outside the, the stage there. I thought that was pretty neat. <clears throat> But Wardlow getting the win, I thought that power bomb to Ricky Starks was brutal, considering Ricky Starks' history of a neck injury. So that was pretty brutal. But uh, I really did enjoy Ward- Wardlow winning because I've been watching him have these matches on dark and watching his rise to the top slowly. But great call having Wardlow win. And like Dusty said, I'm excited to see him kind of feud with whoever. But first off, probably MJF. So I'm excited. Yes, sir. All right. Moving right along, Tony Schiavone introduces Shane Swerve Strickland. Swerve signs the AEW contract, and he says the reel is back, and he has a question, whose house? Swerve's house. And he says, I love you too, and then Swerve leaves. Great to see Swerve. He's one of my favorites for sure. Um, Next, we have the AEW TBS title, the TBS champion Jade Cargill. Uh, what's her manager's name? I forgot. It's um Smart Mark Sterling. Smart, yeah. Okay, so Smart Mark Sterling. Uh, defend, she's a banger title against Tay Conti, who has Anna J and 10 with her. Jade was dressed in Mortal Kombat attire, which I thought was cool. Jade uh, from Mortal Kombat. That's right. There you go. Uh, so with this one, I kind of watched, but kind of tuned out a little bit. Jay mm-hmm. nailed a pump kick and Tay nailed three pump kicks in the corner. There was the kiss of doom that she's calling it where she kissed Tay. Uh, Jade nails a frog splash and Tay lands a pile driver and gets a two count. And then Jade lands the glam slam to retain the title. We all thought that Jade was going to win. You both have 50 points. I now have 40. I'll throw it to Nick. Nick, what did you think about this one? I really think Jade Cargill is improving a lot in the ring, considering she's been training with Brian Danielson a lot more. Uh, and I think it really improved and it really showed in this match. Ty Conti, never been really big on her uh, in-ring skills. They always flex about her mixed martial arts and her judo and her jujitsu and all this stuff. And she never, she only does the three punk kicks, punt kicks in the corner. That's about all I ever see her do, but it's all right. Jade Cargill looked a lot better in this match than I have seen her look in other matches. So she's improving. Keep that TBS Women's Championship by Jade Cargill. Let her go 50-0 before someone finally beats her. <laughs> I agree. I mean, if someone's going to beat Jade Cargill, it better be somebody good. Uh, yeah, Take on does like three moves. <laughs> Dustin, yeah. What about you? What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm not the hugest person on Take Conti or Jade. I do gotta admit, I saw Jade's improvement. I love the gear. I'm a huge, like, gearhead. If I see gear that I like, I like to go. I literally have a thing to where I make, like, huge, long, just paragraphs about, like, people's, like, gear. If I like how the gear looks. <clears throat> I do it for everywhere. And Jade's gear was probably one of my favorites of AW was. But, uh, yeah. And Tay Conti or Ty Conti or however you say, it, I thought it was like you know, like she's not, you know, she's whatever. But um, I do gotta admit, I did 
really like the uh, the moonsault dive thing to the outside onto a uh, Smarty. I thought that that was a pretty cool spot. But like having Jade retain is probably the best thing to do because I don't see why they would have Ty beat Jade for the championship just yet. I think it should be someone who's like more big or whatever, which is why I'm kind of glad that they didn't have Ruby Soho win the first time to get the TBS title, you know. I love Ruby Soho. Um, but I can I can get it. I think she, you know, sometimes she might need to move up a little bit before she can fight. But I mean, come on. Everyone she debuted, everyone loved her, and then now it's like she's really not doing anything, and that's not her fault. Um, all right. We're going to move on to our next match, and after this match, we're going to take a quick break, and then we are going to go over our final matches of the night. This is a special dog collar match. MJF taking on the, well, this is the second. I'm going to call this one. He's not, now that uh, Nick is the second city saint, I'm calling CM Punk the third city saint because Nick, you're the second seed state to me, man. So that's going to be CM Punk's new moniker, the third city state. Is that cool? What was that? I'm sorry. I said that because you're the second city saint, CM Punk is going to be the third city state. <laughs> All right? I can't say, say that 10 times fast. Good luck. Um, so a couple of notes about the match. Basically, MJF comes out first, and he has CM Punk's music on, and he, you know, of course, everyone thinks it's CM Punk, and it's not. And then CM Punk does come out, and he comes out to his old-school gear and music. It's his old Ring of Honor theme music. Oh, yes. So CM Punk pulls MJF with a chain, choking him. He pulls MJF against the post. MJF with CM Punk's back with the chain, and he then nails CM Punk with the chain, causing Punk to bleed. He then nails CM Punk with a mic, and then Punk hits MJF with a chain and lands a Russian leg sweep with a chain, with a chain, <laughs> Russian leg sweep. I have to go to linguistics class, or like maybe talk a bit slower. Uh, so then Punk lands a bulldog, Punk whips MJF with the chain on his back, and then MJF chokes CM Punk with the chain. Uh... Punk lands a shining wizard and punches MJF, causing MJF to bleed. Punk sends MJF into the ring steps and nails MJF with the chain again. Punk lands a tombstone on the apron. However, Punk misses a flying elbow drop and MJF gets a two count. Punk nails a roundhouse kick, but then MJF lands a superplex on top of thumbtacks. MJF gets a two count. And then MJF calls down Wardlow. CM Punk lands the GTS to MJF, and MJF ends up landing in the tax. Wardlow tosses the, isn't it like the dynamite doesn't ring? It's the dynamite ring. diamond ring, yeah. Yes. And then he tosses the ring in the ring, the ring in the ring, and uh, Wardlow leaves. Punk grabs the ring, he puts it on. MJF spits on CM Punk, and then CM Punk nails him with the dynamite ring to get the win. We all, let me see. Yes, we all thought that CM Punk was going to win. So you guys both have 60 points. I now have 50 points. Dusty, what did you think of this match? I, being a huge, like, hardcore fan 
I really like this match, and I feel like I'm, I'm I, I I like the fact that uh, Punk took most like the bloodier, like gr- more like you know rougher spots to show everyone like, hey, I may be like getting old and like having wrestled in like seven years, but as I showed like with my match with Darby and everyone else, I still have it. I can also still do the blood bumps, you know. And I thought it was really well, and I loved the Wardlow turn. I've been waiting for it for like since Wardlow debuted on AEW. I was like, oh yeah, I can't wait to see the turn. It's gonna happen. So you know, I thought it was a really good match. That's right. Uh, let me say something. That was just it was just intense. Nick, what about you? I uh, I don't know, man. What a what a great match. Punk coming out to his Ring of Honor theme. Missouri Karen Cantera, just absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, the gear, I remember seeing him. He used to wrestle in my hometown in LaSalle, Illinois, quite a bit for Revolution Championship Wrestling. And I seen him have a match there with Colt Cabana, and he wore literally the same gear. So it's pretty awesome to watch him almost 20 years later, rocking the same gear, having a match on a pay-per-view for AEW after being gone, so that's awesome. A lot like Dusty was saying, for hardcore fans, I think it was a great little thing. Um, I love the story of Punk, you know, wrapping the chains constantly around his wrists, his knees, and it constantly not working for him. Uh, The ass tacks that Punk got looked pretty brutal. And like you said, uh, Dusty said, the Wardlow face turn, great, great, great stuff. Him pretending like he can't find the ring. And then just, oops, here it is. Wrong pocket. I loved it. Everything about it was great. Yeah, I definitely had good storytelling involved in the match, too. I'm going to say something super controversial. Um, I like this match, but it wasn't my favorite. Really? Um, and I think... I don't know what it is, guys. I, I don't know if I'm really too much of a big CM Punk fan. I okay. like him. See, maybe I just have a close personal connection with him being like I watched him in my hometown when I was little and watching where he's gone, you know what I mean? I feel like it's a little I have a different connection with him. So I, I yeah, like and I'm, I have a biased I, opinion. <laughs> but I'm more of the outsider here because a lot of people are big punk fans. For me, the reason why I'm saying I don't think I am is when I look back at all of the pay-per-view matches he's had, I didn't really enjoy any of them too much. And I think that he's obviously in great condition, would kick my ass and can kick half of the roster's ass. I just, there's just something that when it comes to the fighting, it doesn't do it for me, I think. I do like him. I do think he's badass. And I am happy to see him compete. Maybe it's the people he's been fighting. I just haven't really been like, oh my God, like this is amazing, you know? Yeah, he does do a lot of, like, old-school kind of tech uh, ring psychology with, like, rest holds and doing yeah. a lot of little stuff to get the match over. And I can t- it's not everybody's cup of tea, and there are some matches that I've even gone back to watching, like, when he was the WWE champion for that really long run. He was having all those matches with John Cena, and they, a lot of them were the same. And a lot of them had the same, yeah. you know, the rest holds and the 
same kind of spots. And that could also could have been the WWE style of things too. So I, would, I don't, I don't want to judge it too much, but yeah, like, I totally agree. I totally, I can understand that fully. I'm sure he'll have like better Matt. It's just like, I really want to be a fan of his, but then like I, Eddie Kingston, I and didn't really care about the one Darby Allen. And it was mm-hmm. good. And this is would be his third one, right? And it's like it was good, it was great, but I feel like it kind of everyone does the thumbtacks now, like that's yeah, the- yeah, and that's the big thing now. I've I've seen, I I get that. I think that personally though, this was his best match along with his match with Darby Allen. I think were his two best matches so far. Oh, yeah. The Kingston one again wasn't. Eddie's like strongest match, and again, no, I yeah, Eddie didn't look so good there either. I mean, I, we'll have to see. I'm sure Punk's gonna have any, many more good matches. I just feel like, um, for him to be back for the amount of love that he gets, and for the amount of love that I do have for him, I was just expecting a bit more because he has been away for so long, mm-hmm. and I'm just I was a little underwhelmed. But it doesn't mean that I don't like him. I just feel like for the amount of love that he gets, I'm kind of like, eh. I feel like he might be, like, trying to, like, just settle back into it, as well as his, like, his, like, his wrestling, like, style itself is, like, he does it weirdly, like, his dives and stuff. It's, like, more like, oh, I I can do all this stuff, but, like, I'm going to make the style of it, like, amateur is. But, but, But to me... I feel like that's why I like his style more than others, but I would have loved to see him like grow his hair out and come out with his long hair or like a wig on at least or something and to get that nostalgia feeling from uh, Ring of Honor days. Yeah, I mean, had they done, I mean, I feel like for him, like that'd be cool to see him like with the long hair again. I mean, I don't know how that would be possible. You have to wear a wig, like you said. But um, I just do think maybe if they added, like, a different element to the match, like, um, I just feel like I've seen it all before, kind of, and it was good, but it's just kind of like, but I'll go back and watch it again and see, you know, what I think after re-watching it. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to cover the AEW women's title. You still have uh, the AHFO taking on Sting, Darby Allen, and Sammy Guevara. We have Brian Nielsen versus John Moxley in the main event. AEW champion Hangman Adam Page versus Adam Cole. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Definitely check out the un- check out Anchor.fm to create your own podcast. I was about to say check out our podcast, but you can do that. But we're actually trying to promote Anchor right now. So check out anchor.fm. It is the easiest place that you can create and distribute your podcast for free uh, with Anchor. You also have the ability to distribute your podcast through Spotify and many other streaming platforms. So definitely check out anchor.fm for all of your streaming needs. If you are checking us out streaming on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you're listening to us. Thank you. Give us a five-star rating and uh, make sure you do. I think you can leave a comment. You know, tell us that you like us and let everybody else know that you like us because that's great because I like being liked. Uh, And then uh, you can also check us out on YouTube, uh, Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast. Subscribe, like, and hit the notification bell. When you do all those three things, you get a notification sent to your cell phone 
and you'll know whenever new content is dropped and created. So let's go right back into AEW Revolution. We are now at our eight, at our, uh, oh wait, did I say, um, with, the, with CM Punk and MJF, we all got 10 points. So you guys have 70 points and I have 60 right now. Um, okay, so, so it's pretty close between me and Dusty right now. That's right. Uh, so the AEW Women's Champion, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, she has Rebel and Jamie Hayter with her. She's taking on Thunder Rosa. And uh, there's a lot of back and forth action to start. Jamie attacks Thunder, Britt with knee strikes, and then Thunder nails an enziguri. Britt stomps on Thunder Rosa. Rebel and Jamie attack Thunder again. Rosa lands a German, and then Rosa drop kicks Britt Baker twice and nails a Northern Light suplex and gets a two count. Britt nails a pendulum suplex and gets a two count. And then Rosa drop kicks Britt in the corner again. Rosa nails a superplex and a neck breaker. Britt nails a swinging neck breaker. Britt then nails an avalanche air raid crash. Two count. Rose, Rosa nails a tombstone pile driver. Rebel distracts referee. And then Baker lands a drust kick. Britt with the stomp on the title belt. She still gets a two count. And then Rosa applies a straight jacket. Rebel distracts referee again. And then Rosa takes out Rebel and Jamie Hayter. But then Britt nails a curb stomp and retains the title. Britt Baker is your winner. And with that one, me and Dusty get extra points. So I have uh, 70 right now. Um, Nick, you have 70. And um, Dusty, you have 80 right now. Right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're right. So let me throw it to Nick. What did you think about Britt Baker retaining in the match? Uh, I'm going to be real honest with you. I wasn't a big fan of this match. I think Thunder Rosa looked sluggish. I think Britt Baker looked sluggish. I am sick and tired of the interference by Rebel and Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter needs to just beat the hell out of Britt Baker and go on her own. I think um, Thunder Rosa should have won here for sure. You know, all this buildup for the last month and a half to try to get her to win and make her seem like a serious competitor and all just to build up to her losing again. Uh, I think it killed her momentum for a lot of people going into this match. So not the way I would have done it. Not a big fan of this match. Just my opinion. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I will say I felt underwhelmed by the ending. After everything that goes on, she hits a curb stomp and that's it. They probably were preparing for the St. Patrick's Day slam match and they kind of just like did this whatever. But in my opinion, if it's a pay-per-view and people are paying 50 bucks to see it, I'd rather have the five-star match on the pay-per-view. But um, Dusty, what are your thoughts? Okay, so my opinion about this match is I think that they should have done this exact match like a episode or like a pay-per-view or whatever before this one so they could do with this one, the still cage one, and do the finish there. Because personally, again, it's a pay-per-view. Um, um, and I'm okay, I'm going to like go back and forth. Uh, I, I agree it should be a pay-per-view thing because you know people are paying for it. They should do the five-star match there. 
but I did like the idea of this match being a thing with people interfering and stuff and causing Rosa to, to win. But I didn't like the idea of it being a pay-per-view match or a match like, yeah, I think it should have just been on a normal just episode of AEW and the interference to happen. Also, I think I can't wait to see um, a hater just turn on Brit. I'm waiting still. That's all. All right. Yeah, I thought this match would be a really good match just because of the history, uh, but it wasn't great. But the next match was great. The American Dragon, Brian Danielson, taking on John Moxley. I was pretty excited for this one. This was probably the one I was most excited for. So a back and forth start. John Moxley kicks Brian Danielson in the check. Brian kicks away at John and then they punch one another outside of the ring. John is bleeding badly. Brian's bleeding also, but from the mouth. Brian nails a top rope back suplex and then he applies a dragon sleeper. Brian applies a cross face. John grabs the ropes. Both men kick each other in the face, which was crazy to see. Uh, Brian nails a basuko knee. I don't know how to pronounce it. He gets two count. And then Brian steps on John Moxley many times. Um, Brian applies a triangle sleeper and then he sits and John Moxley is able to keep Brian Danielson's arms down to get the win. Um, great match. I didn't take a lot of notes because I was sucked into the match. Um, after the match, though, the two of them started to brawl until William Regal came down. He slapped both men and he makes the two of men john moxley and brian danielson shake hands so with that match uh let's see do, 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 do. um i get 10 points because i thought that john moxley won so i think i have did I, but did i say that you guys had 70 or 80 before I think I said 80, right? It's uh, 70 for me and Ant, and then uh, 80 it has 80. Yeah. Okay, so then right now, um, thank you guys. Right now, I have, where are we? I have 80. We all have 80 right now. Yeah, because <laughs> I picked Moxley too. Yes. Okay, so we all are tied with 80. Did Dusty pick Danielson? Yes. Okay. Uh, so we'll go with Nick first. What did you think about this match? Great match, man. I loved the grappling early on. They had a really good blend of uh, mat wrestling and just brawling and fisticuffs, if you want to call them that. Um, I liked how they bled early on, too, both guys. Moxley was just bleeding buckets coming coming down from his nose, his head, onto his stomach. I think in a lot of the blood was mostly Moxley's, too, so pretty crazy that way. Um I just I'm surprised at the ending because I it looked like Danielson was really gonna make him choke out and I, I thought it, that was gonna be it. But clever move by Moxley to roll him up for the win. And I liked how they continued fighting after it really shows that that animosity is still there. And I think they left us open for another match down the road. You know, and they're gonna be teaming up for a while, maybe contend for the tag titles eventually. And eventually, Danielson or Moxley, something's going to happen with these two, and they're going to have another big match. Maybe at double or nothing, maybe at a special Wednesday night show. We'll have to see where that goes. But fantastic match. One of my matches of the night. 
Yeah, it was. I agree with you. The, the fact that there was animosity after the match, um, and it was for me, I think, match of the night too. Uh, how about you, Dusty? What did you think? Um, well, I was again like the Eddie and Jer- Jericho match. I was shitting on both both these people because I'm not a fan of either of these guys. But I do gotta admit, this match changed me. Uh, I I it was such a good match up and stuff. I mean, yeah, Moxley, um, in my opinion, is too stiff, and Danielson is too you know, to Danielson, but, like, the match changed me from not liking them to, I could watch these two, because they, because they can put on great performances and stuff, so, yeah, and I loved the Regal, because, Re- dude, okay, so, I love NXT so much, like, golden, black-wise, that shit, um, so, hearing that William Regal was released, like, most fans, I was, like, bummed out, like you know he brought all the indie guys in being an indie fan i was like oh well the only guy that i kind of had a shot with is gone so like what's the point and then he comes up on AEW, and i'm just like bro this could maybe be a segment like once they do break up moxley and uh moxley and uh danielson i would not be surprised if Regal's like, you know what? I have someone to bring in. And then all of a sudden, you hear, don't die digging. Which, you know, Johnny Gargano's uh, evolved theme. I would like to see it. I would, too. That would be really, really sick. Um, okay, yes. Great match. Great, great match. Another great match that I was surprised about was this uh, six-man tag. A-H-F-O, Andrade El Idolo, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy with Jose, the assistant, taking on the TNC champions, Sammy Guevara, Sting, and Darby Allen. And Surprisingly uh, good match here, honestly. Yeah, I agree. I thought that it wasn't going to be too great, but it really was really good. Um, Darby and Sting put a trash can on Jose, and Darby planches him. Andrade with a reverse suplex to Sammy Guevara on the railing. Sammy nails a springboard cutter to Isaiah Cassidy. Sammy Guevara lands a Spanish fly off the stage through a table to Isaiah Cassidy, which I thought was really crazy and really cool. I couldn't believe they was able to pull off something like that. I was like, damn. Sting jumps off the railing onto Andrade through tables. Darby Allen hits Matt Hardy with a scorpion death drop on a steel chair and nails a coffin drop to get the win for their team. With that, let's see. Do So we all got 10 points. So I have, do we all have 90 now? No, you guys have, I think I have, wait, what do you guys have? You guys just had 80, right? Yes, and you guys have 90, right? Dude, I'm fucking not a mathematician. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will tell you the end result once I count it up. Just don't, just, yeah. I will count it up at the end. <laughs> um, Dusty, we'll go to you first. What did you think of uh, everything with this match? This, this, either this match or the Chris Batlander match or even the House of Black match. But no, 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 not the House of Black. My bad, the, 
the hook match. I think all three of these matches, this match, Chris match and the hook match, all match of the night, my opinion. Uh, I like the hook one more because I'm a bigger fan of hook and just seeing like how that went on. But this match was my second because I thought the two teams blended well. Yeah, the Adrade team and Hardy and uh, Isaiah or whatever. Uh, it was random, but they blended so well. And Sammy and Darby just having that history of both being a AW pillar and stuff. So it was just really nice to see. It was a good match. Second match of the night, my opinion. I agree with you. It was a great match, too. I feel like um, with this one, I didn't give a lot of too much credit into it because I was like, I don't care too much about Sting. And, you know, I wasn't really. But, yeah, you're right. Like, out of that match, Chris Statlander, the hook, they all were really great. Uh, and uh, the two of those matches were even on the main event. So, I mean, you could have watched it for free pretty much. It would have been good. All right, Nick, how about you? I think this match was wild. And how are you guys not talking about 62-year-old Sting diving off through four tables? That shit was wild. Sting, again, proving more and more that he's still got it every time he's out in the, doing something in the ring. I think the... Uh, oh, I don't really have a whole lot to say about this match just because it felt more like the uh, cooldown for in between Moxley and the main event. But greatly placed match. I think it was a good paced match and a lot of fun too. Felt like kind of, kind of like a party. So always fun. Six man tags are always fun that way. So I enjoyed it. <clears throat> it was a great match. Well, speaking of great matches, we have come to our main event, the AEW World Title, the AEW World Champion, Hangman Adam Page defending against Adam Cole. But I'm going to toss it over to Nick to handle this portion of it. Nick, let everyone listening know what happened in this match. Yes, sir. Definitely. What a fantastic main event here. And I'm going to start off with, you know, their entrances, just for the little nuanced things that AEW does. You know, Adam Cole being the video game nerd that he is, coming out with a Master Chief gear from Halo. Hangman Page, not really sure what he was going for. You know, the rainbow kind of... Uh, vest look not really the best but regardless beginning of the match hangman and uh, cole exchanging holds and strikes really measuring each other out eventually though hangman hits a nice lariat to get in control of the match big running boot to cole from the out to the outside uh, eventually though adam cole turns the momentum on the outside of the ring by throwing hangman into the steel steps back into the ring ushiguroshi two times by cole cole then hits a spinning slam for a near fall Eventually, Hangman Page is able trying to do hit the fallaway slam, but Cole hits somehow gets the backstabber midair reversal, fantastic reversal, near fall attempt there for Cole, Panama sunrise attempt by Cole, but Hangman boots him midair, another fallaway slam by Hangman. They go to the outside. Hangman Page hits a power bomb onto the apron, and the just noise and the crack that that ring made was just brutal, dude. I couldn't believe it. Uh, then Hangman Page goes to the top rope, hits a moonsault to the outside. Crowd's going absolutely crazy. Buckshot attempt to Cole, but Cole rolls out of the ring. Hangman then goes for a tope through the ropes, but it ends a Geary by Adam Cole. Another backstabber to Hangman. Hangman then hits the Liger Bomb for a near fall in a little moment there where 
JR is kind of confused between the difference of Liger bomb and power bomb and Excalibur is just scrambling to find the words to explain it mid in the middle of this match. I thought that was kind of entertaining. Uh, Cole then connects with a super kick in midair to Hangman as he's trying to hit a moonsault. Absolutely crazy. Another mere near fall. Adam Cole goes to the corner, starts tuning up the band, looking for the sweet chin music. But Hangman Page reverses it, hits the dead eye for a near fall. More trading blows in the ring as they're climbing up to their feet. A super kick by Cole again. Now a rolling elbow by Page. Now it's just really back and forth. A cross face by Cole. Tombstone by Page for a near fall. More trading elbows. More trading strikes. German suplex from Page. Cole suplex neckbreaker for the near fall. Avalanche slam by Page from the top rope. Red Dragon comes out. Panama Sunrise to the floor by Cole. Another Panama Sunrise attempt, but a rolling elbow reversal by Page. Now Red Dragon starts distracting the referee on the outside. A low blow, Panama Sunrise, last shot knee combo from Adam Cole, near fall. And right here, I know when I was talking to Ant during the show, I, re I thought that was it. I thought Adam Cole had the win right there. Another super kick by Cole. Two more super kicks by Adam Cole. What a jaw of steel Hangman Page has. Page comes back with a huge lariat. Buckshot into the super kick. Two more. Cole goes for another last shot, or they call it lowering the boom. Here, that knee strike he hits. And Page just falls to the ground, has no other choice. A, a tables get set up on the outside by Red Dragon. And Adam, Adam Cole goes, what looks like I think he's going to go for the Panama Sunrise. But Page reverses it. A dead eye through the table to the outside. Now Dark Order comes out. Red Dragon is fighting on the outside. They all scam, scamper off to the stage. A buckshot lariat. Cole gets hands on the ropes. Somehow this match is still going on. Page ties Cole to the ropes with his belt around his waist. Super kick by Page times three. Just really drops Cole. But Cole hits one back of his own. Now Hangman Page hits another. <laughs> Page then drops the knee pad. Hits the last shot. Knee strike. The buckshot lariat for the pin. One, two, three. Adam Page, still your AEW world champion. Honestly, fantastic match. They somehow had me believing that Adam Cole was going to win in his first uh, attempt at Hangman. So that's my, uh, I don't know, man. I think this was a lot more than what people were expecting. Ant, what do you think? Oh, I think he should have won. Um, I, I like the match. Thank you for uh, taking over for me, by the way. Um, I like the match. Uh, it gave what it gave. I'm not really a big Adam Page fan. I feel like there's too many Adams. It, it, it's confusing sometimes, but I did like the match. I think a fun fact about Adam Page is that he used to be a teacher. So seeing him get into the ring and fucking, uh, you know, fighting people, it's like, yeah, you know, he's taking out his aggression on little fuckers at work. Uh, anyways, uh, it was a good match. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great main event to a great show. Adam Cole, I think, needs to be AEW champion or some kind of champion. Adam Cole is one of my favorites. But yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, Dusty, what did you think? Um, I thought this match was really well for what it was. Uh, I believe like uh, they should do something with Adam Cole. So, but I'm glad they didn't give him this uh, the, uh, the champion win yet. This match was a hell of a match. 
I mean, yeah, I already listed my top three ma- matches of the night. This would be my fourth, though, like, honestly. It, like, at first, I'm like, oh, it's just going to be, like, a normal, like, oh, mo- mostly, like, the Dark Order and Elite slash Red Dra- Dragons are going to do, like, a bunch of screwy shit. But, like, besides that, it was a really good match. And I cannot wait to see Adam Cole and Adam Page do more of this feud because I feel like that they got to do something with Cole. Why not have them win the championship? Yes, yes, yes. There's so much that, that's going to happen. So many combustible elements here. Uh, there's some talk about the gear that Adam Page was wearing. Supposedly Young Bucks kind of inspired it. That's set on BTE. But what I want to talk about is who won. So I did tally up the results earlier. Um, this is going to be a little interesting. So I lost. I came in third with 80 points in this situation, which sucks. But actually, Nick and Dusty, you guys tied. So you guys are co-champion right now. You both have 90 points. I thought that Adam Cole was going to win that main event. You guys both thought that um, Adam Page was going to win that that one. So we have a tie for the first time here uh, on the AEW pod. We'll recap. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck I am high. <laughs> and I'm not high right now, so that's a shock. Uh, what do you guys think? You guys both win. Congrats, I guess. Yay. Nick is very enthusiastic about it. <laughs> you know what that means. I'm sorry for taking over. That means I am a double Dusty Cup holder. Let's go. Double champion. Even yeah, though I'm, before, I'm still there's double. Be, listen, double or nothing is coming up soon in May. So, you know, you have maybe another month and a half to go, and then that then I'm gonna be the winner, and then you guys might uh-huh. agree. Uh, no, it just means that uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna remove this uh, attachment to the belt called uh, Nick, the second the second saint. I'm gonna remove that attachment and keep the belt myself and continue to be your guys' double Dusty Cup champion. <laughs> well, I don't know what Nick has to say to that, but uh, you guys, good luck to both of you because you're gonna need it because I. I have something up my sleeve that you guys don't know. I got, I got myself an ace in the hole. So, come double or nothing. Listen, <laughs> got my spades. I'm going to Las Vegas. I'm ready to play the slots. Come on, Russian roulette. Well, no, nah, I really want to play Russian roulette. That wouldn't be fun. Uh, but yes, let us know, guys. This is it for Evolution. It was a great pay per view to start off our AEW recaps. Let us know in the comments on YouTube. What was your favorite match? Let us know your favorite moments. Did you enjoy the pay-per-view? What did you guys rate this pay-per-view? For me, I give this pay-per-view, a, in my eyes, like a 9.5 out of 10. There could have been maybe one or two matches that didn't need to happen. But overall, it was a great match, great card. Nick, what did you think? What was that? I'm sorry? What would you rate this pay-per-view? Like, what grade would you give it? Um, like I gave it a 9.5 out of 10. Oh man, 
I'd probably say a nine out of ten. Honestly, I think uh, the Ty Conti match kind of brings it down just a little bit, along with the Thunder Rosa match. Nothing against those women at all, but just they were the lesser of the good matches on this show. So I would say nine out of ten. Definitely one of their better shows. Probably their best show that I've seen since All Out last year, like 2021 with Punk and Darby and all that stuff. Okay. Okay, dude. How about you, Dusty? What do you give it? Uh, I give it, you know what? This for a pay-per-view, for the first uh, AW uh, uh, pay-per-view of the podcast, this was a really good pay-per-view. So I don't know what that would count as because I don't, I, you know what? Highest number. (laughs) 10, 10 is the highest, Dusty. Then 20. Wow. All right. So I guess double or nothing is going to have some uh, to overcompensate a little bit for this one, I guess. Well, not overcompensate. What, what do you think they can do at double or nothing to make to be better than, you know, all out full gear and revolution that they've had? Because, you know, they had Punk return, Adam Cole, Danielson at all out. They had Paige become champion at full gear with Darby and MJF there. They had. They're probably you know, going to this match have... here. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. I just don't know what else they can do to top some of this other stuff. You know. <laughs> I feel like Gargano needs to come at some point, and then I'll shit my pants, and we'll be good. I mean, I I will be good because I'll shit my pants. But uh, funny quote from uh from Billy Madison. I always say this: If you think peeing your pants is cool, I'm Miles Davis. With that. <laughs> Which trust me, I don't, I don't pee my pants, y'all. <laughs> I have it in about, I don't know, two weeks. No, I'm kidding. I really don't piss. I don't pee my pants. I mean, I if, if it happens, it happens. But I'm pretty good. But yes, thank you, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I enjoyed catching up with Dusty and Nick and. You will be back with us for Double or Nothing. We will be having Dynamite recaps throughout the months, but our next AEW pay-per-view recap and prediction special will be on Double or Nothing, which will be in May 2022. Stay alive. Be safe. Any last words? All right. Well, we will see you pretty soon. Uh, and also, if you want to check out more of our AEW videos, they're also on YouTube and Spotify. And we also have WWE content and pretty soon Impact Wrestling content as well. So thank you all for sticking with us. And uh, yeah, be safe. And we will talk to you all soon. Adios. Bye.